Hello, and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox, and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Elisa Wilcox. I am your host for today. And today I have a very, very special guest. Um, I've been looking at her website here for the last, I don't know, a few weeks doing some research. And a few months ago, I came across a freebie that she was running and it has really helped me in my own business and been a tool that I refer back to quite often. So I'm really excited to introduce you today to Sage Polaris. Hi, Sage. Welcome. Yay. I'm excited to be here, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Of course. I know we've been, we've been chatting over the last few months and I learned about you initially from another podcast. I know doing podcast interviews is part of part of your jam, which is really fun. And so I've just been kind of taking a peek and stalking you online, (laughs) which is fun and learning about you that way. So I'm excited to chat today and I would love to hear you share with the listeners about your journey and your story and how you got to be where you are right now with your business and your life and all the things. Uh, Thank you. You rolled out the red carpet. (laughs) 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 So yeah, I've been um, 10 years deep into my copywriting business, um, which then turned into also doing launch strategy Uh, It's interesting. When I first got started, I was writing locally for business owners. I was networking locally with like the local business chamber in my neighborhood. And then I started more and more networking on Facebook and connecting with people there, particularly like Facebook groups have been really, like really done well for me with my business and building relationships Uh, So when I was getting started, though, I was mainly focused on writing websites, and I had read this book, The Well-Fed Writer by Peter Bowerman, which I recommend. It's a great book. Um, But it made me realize, like, there's this whole marketing world out there. Um, Most of the writing I have been doing might be, like, either a website or doing a story for a local business owner for because they got a newspaper article, things like that. And so once I found... Peter Bowerman and started realizing like how I could build this into more of a business and then understanding that people do launches and they don't just have a brand and a website, but they're actually out there getting sales um, through doing like sales pages and sales emails. That's when I really got hooked in because I realized, and this is kind of like a, for the copywriters listening, I realized that the closer you were to the sale in terms of serving a client, the easier it was for them to understand the value of your copywriting, right? So if I write you a stack of seven emails and it makes you 100K plus dollars, you're willing to pay me handsomely because you can see the return on investment and pretty quickly too. So it really became a whole new thing for me to get into launches and do that kind of strategy with my clients um, and do copywriting as well. And it's just been such a magical journey. 
And I love how different all of my clients, like the different types of audiences they want to reach and the things that they're trying to accomplish. Um, And then there was this tipping point where I realized that I had this belief that I could only get success for my clients with launching and not for myself. And I think a lot of copywriters, maybe designers too, in particular, like we go through this, it's almost like a rite of passage to say like, oh, those things that I can do for my clients, I can also do for my own brand. Uh, So that was within the last couple of years, I would say, I spent a long time just working for clients, kind of staying behind the spotlight. And then I decided, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step into the spotlight. I'm going to do my own launches um, and build out the kind of success that I've gotten for my clients for myself. So it's been a fun journey and it's been really interesting to see like where it's taken me because there's no way I could have guessed from day one where my business would evolve to now. Um, so I think what helped me along the way though, is just realizing that this is a test. This is only a test. Like everything <laughs> I was doing was for myself was more of an experiment, right. To see where I would land and what I wanted out of my business. So that's been good because I never had too much attachment. Um, there's definitely times where I wanted a certain result and didn't get it, but learning to let go of that attachment over time has really helped me in my business. I love that bringing up the attachment. I think, mm-hmm. you know, launching courses, I love courses. I tell all my clients, you need a course. They're just really fun. I think they're really fun. I think launching is fun. I love being able to reach a large number of people rather than, you know, as opposed to like one-on-one coaching sort of thing. But I, I do feel like some people get attached to the result. And if they don't hit it, there's this feeling of, you know, I have failed in my launch, mm-hmm. which is just not the case. It's just not. I think this is like, as you were saying that, I think this is going to be a theme, Elisa, that we get attached to the result because we look at kind of the short plan for our business, right? Like one launch lasts maybe six weeks. Mm-hmm. However, like I said before, I've been in business for 10 years. So now I've been able to expand my view. But in the beginning, it's very hard to expand your view when you're new in business (laughs) or even new to a certain type of revenue stream. I get it. It's hard to look past that single launch, but to know Mm -hmm. that you're going to launch multiple times, this isn't the last time you're going to do it. Um, And to be able to look at, there was a long time, especially as a copywriter who only did copy for clients where I would be very month to month with my goals. Like I have to hit this goal this month. Um, And now I look at it kind of quarterly, like it'd be nice to have this number each quarter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to get, and I'm starting to get to the place where I'm looking at annually. Like it's not as big of a deal. This last year kind of taught me that lesson because there were, there was a moment this summer where I knew I could launch. I knew I could make another 60 to hundred K that month. And I said, no. Because I was like, no, I want to save it for next year. I don't want this right in this moment. There's other things I can do. And I'm a big fan of having a hybrid business where, Mm -hmm. yes, you do courses, but also you have the option to work with private clients between launches if you want. Um, Because that, that for me, has been the formula that's opened it up and made me not feel so attached to results for each launch. So that's kind of where I've landed. And I know it's different for every business model. There's no one size fits all here, Um, but it's really helped me for sure. 
Yeah. And you brought up, um, you know, kind of pushing that off till the following year. Do you find that some of your clients, um, have a fear of, you know, like a six figure month, is that something that comes up in conversation with copy clients? I think that, um, they, they get more excited about it. The people that I talk to, like most of them are ready for it. Uh, at the stage of business they're at, right? So let's talk about different stages in business because my clients who are thought leaders are totally ready for that um, and can handle it. Like their their team can handle it. Other clients of mine who are still kind of getting their bearings um, in their business, they wouldn't be ready for 100K a month. That would break their business and they would lose a lot of customers, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there is a valid fear for someone who doesn't have the, the business structure to support that level of clients. And I always ask them a really interesting question. I think this is something for your audience to reflect on too, is, um, you know, a client will come to me and they're like, yeah, I want to make 10 K in a month, or I want to have this hundred K launch. So I always ask them, would you rather have a hundred students in a course and make a hundred K or would you rather have 10 clients at 10 K a piece and make hundred K. And right. that makes it really clear to them what business model they actually want to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and either, neither answer is wrong. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's just getting clear on what your business can handle and what you personally can handle because I actually don't wish fast growth on most businesses because if you go too quickly, like I said earlier, it'll break your business and it's not a comfortable feeling. Some people can bear that load better than others. And I've seen it go both ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I had a client who did 1.25 million in a single launch um, and they, they had the infrastructure to handle it though. Like they were, mm -hmm. they were a big company and they could, they could work with that. Um so yeah, it just depends on where you're at in your business to, to know, you know, where the fears lie and why they're important and how to best address them. And what are some things I think this is really important to, to share, because I'm sure people have experienced this, but what are the, some of the, the negative things that can happen with growth that's too fast if you're not equipped? Um, if you don't have customer service in place, mm -hmm. then people will be contacting you and not getting any response and you're burning a bridge there. Whereas, you know, that was one of the things that was so important to me this last year, I did a, um, beta course filming where people could come learn the color coded copy system. And I had 950 people apply to be a part of that. And that was a lot. Um, and there was a lot of customer service and I made it a priority sometimes for me to go in there for a couple of hours and just reply to questions that people were either Facebook messaging me or sending to my email. Like I wanted them to have a good experience with that course. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things that people overlook. Um, and then I feel like the other things that might fall flat is just making sure that their experience is really good with the emails that you're sending them um, and making sure that you're communicating with them each step of the way in terms of onboarding them through the process. So those are the two areas that I feel like need to be really clean and tight uh, for people to have a good experience with your brand. Yeah, there's nothing worse, I think, than asking a question and having it kind of float into space. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if it's the first time someone's experiencing your brand, which for my launch, that was true. Like a lot of people had never met me before and they were wanting to know that they were heard and seen. And I totally get it. And I'm the same. Like if I have a question, I want to know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it, it, there's a whole buyer psychology behind it too, but yeah, certain people need their their questions answered before they can continue to make decisions about your brand. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and you mentioned the color coded copy system, and um, I'm on your email list, you know, because I I got your freebie, and I do want to talk about this freebie um, in a moment. Awesome. But what I love about these emails I get from you is you don't have your first name last name, and I know this is strategic, and I love it. I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, the name is, Hey, Sage here with a star, which is so it stands out. You know, we get a sea of emails every day. It totally stands out. And I think that's just something that, you know, listeners can, you know, either implement in their own business or, you know, get on your list and kind of see what your strategy is like, but I think it's really cute and it's smart. It's really smart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I do want things to feel very conversational from the get-go. So that was definitely a strategic decision um, to not put my first and last name on, on the email delivery, but to have it say, hey, Sage here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like those little touches, I think, do go a long way. I agree. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It definitely stands out. Um, so I do want to talk about the course. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, what's coming up for the color-coded copy system? Yeah, so around the time this, this podcast interview drops, I'll be accepting applications for the second time I'm running this beta course. And I learned, actually, I want to shout out, Jenna Sword taught me this strategy. And I have been around the launch block, done I don't know, over 350 projects with clients. And I had never seen a system like what she taught me, um, which is basically to have people who want to learn the color-coded copy system apply to be a part of the free filming. So I do six sessions where I'm teaching about copy. Um, I do some incredible giveaways. I'm going to be giving away a trip to Palm Springs. I did it this last time and I'm definitely again. Yeah, it's so (laughs) fun, Um, which feels really special. Like I, this is the first time I've been in a place in my business where I can be what I feel like is very generous with my community. Um, So the first time I was able to do it last year, I will never forget that moment. And I'm so excited to do it again. Um, And so, yeah, you come to the six sessions and you get an entire course that you would probably pay like $2,000 to learn. Um, But it's free to everybody who applies. Um, And once you're accepted, there's a fun Facebook group and everybody's interacting in that community as well. Um, and then you come to the live sessions with me and you can even get some hot seat time. Uh, I pick people who come live and work with them and coach them in their business. Um, and then I teach them the system, which is one that I've never seen anyone else teach. And it's the color coded copy system. Basically, I had a client who taught me about the different colors of personalities and it it ties into what I realized when she was telling me it, because she was talking about building out a team, right? And so when you have a team, 
you want somebody who's like a certain personality supporting other personalities and they're all different colors. So the four colors are blue, red, green, and yellow. And what I realized though, is it doesn't just apply to teams. This psychology and the way that people work together also applies to how they make buying decisions. So yeah, it's so interesting. So these four colors, whenever you write a sales page or write a sales email or write a Facebook ad, any copy that you write should appeal to certain colors or all four colors, depending on your audience. Almost everyone Mm -hmm. wants to appeal to all four colors. Um, The only people I can think of are like high powered executive coaches you can't have certain personalities in the room because that's not how they operate and they don't. So if you're looking to only attract that personality type, then there are definitely things you can do um, during your launch to only attract that particular type of person. Um, But yeah, it's super fun once you learn the system and you can apply it to to all the different um, ways that you put your copy out there. That is awesome. And something I learned years and years ago. So I've, I started, um, a career in sales. I, I was in corporate America for a long time, but I was 18 when I had my very first kind of crash sales training. Um, and I worked for a big company and they brought in this sales trainer who taught us, you know, there's a, there's a difference in women selling to men and vice versa. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of differences in personality, in kind of the way you approach it and your language. So I think this is super valuable just to have this color coded copy system, help people, you know, match up all the differences in, you know, these connections. It's so valuable. Yeah. That would be fascinating too. Like the masculine and feminine energy of sale selling. Like I I'm pretty aware of it. Like I see it. Um, but still like to go into the depths of that is also really good information. And I would say like, when it comes to color coding your copy, like we all have all four of the different personality types in us. It's just one is more dominant than others when you're making buying decisions. So yeah. And if you want, I could go into like a specific example because I know it's fun to do that. I would love it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about sales pages because I feel like that's a good example. So with someone's sales page, I won't go into the colors, but I'll tell you the four, um, like the four personalities. And then if you want to learn more about the colors, you can come to the course, but there's fast decision makers, slow decision makers, fun, loving decision makers, and deep connection decision makers. So I'll just kind of give you the highlight reel of what they're looking for on a sales page specifically. So your fast decision makers are those like high powered executive coaches sometimes, but they're the people who um, just, they already know they want to buy from you. And the thing that slows them down that you don't want to do is burying the button for them to purchase. So when they land on a sales page, you want to have it right at the top before they even scroll um, because they are going to want to just go down to the pricing section, see the price and boom, buy. Um, The only thing that helps them make a decision even faster because they're already going quickly is having a testimonial right below that first button. Um, It's a funny thing with the fast decision makers. They want to buy, particularly if it's a household name, they recognize. I was talking to another fast decision maker and he's like, yeah, and if you put my competition's testimonial right below the button, that will make me want to buy it immediately as well. So there's a competitiveness. (laughs) I love their buying decisions. It's hilarious. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. 
Um, so yeah, those are the fast decision makers. Don't make them wait, like give them an option to buy immediately. Uh, and then the slower decision makers, that first part of the sales page, they want to know as much of the details as you can give, like telling them, for example, my membership is 12 months. So writing that is a 12 month membership. Don't wait to give them that information because they'll be asking that question in their head the entire time they're reading your copy. Um, they also want to know that the program is specifically for them. So my membership is for e-com folks. It's for service providers and course creators. So right at the top of my sales page, it says 12-month membership for service providers, course creators, and e-com folks. Um, and then they also, with the um, slower decision makers, they're not going to click the button right away. People always ask me, do I need a super long sales page? And I say, yes, for these slower decision makers, <laughs> they will read the entire thing <laughs> yes, and still write you emails and ask you more questions <laughs> after they've read the entire thing. They're not going to click the button right away. Um, so, and it's funny cause I take those emails they send me and I put whatever questions they ask me right into the FAQ for the next person who comes mm -hmm. along. Yeah. Um, so that's really helpful. Uh, and then the fun loving decision makers, they like funny copy like that. Hey, Sage here, that very conversational <laughs> kind of those things catch their attention. Also music lyrics and puns. I tend to weave them throughout my sales page just to keep them engaged and interested. Um, so those are the fun loving decision makers. And then there's the deep connection decision makers. They love strong branded visual imagery. So right at the top of your sales page, having a really beautiful branded photo really helps them to feel connected to you. Um, and there's some other little tricks as well for connecting with those decision makers, um, having stories on the sales page, having your story, they really connect to that. Uh, so, and there's even more than I can share here, but it's so good. Like once you start to understand these things, it changes the entire way that you show up and sell to your audience. Oh, I love that. And I've never heard this strategy before, you know, and I've hired copywriters and, you know, you kind of end up in like the funnels of all the, you know, copywriters, website designers, sales experts who tell you, you must have this language, you must have this format. Um, but I've never heard it approached this way before. Yeah. I am the first to come up with it. And I did develop it a little bit with, um, a partner at one point, but it's just something that I realized I was like, oh my gosh, this is how we think when we buy. So yeah, it's fun. And I love applying it to copy. Yeah. And I, I think it's inclusive as well, which I really, that feels really good to me instead of, you know, the messaging that is uh, a little aggressive with people, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like make your decision right now. Otherwise you're not an empowered human being. It's like, well, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you know, it's like people often feel like they're bugging their audience because they're sending so many emails when it comes to launching. And I'm like, no, the yellows or, well, I'm kind of giving it away, but the fun loving decision makers, <laughs> they want a lot of reminders and they will write me on cart close day. Thank you for sending me so many emails. Aww. I'm a total fun loving decision maker. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you sent me a umpteen emails. Like, so once they kind of get indoctrinated to this world, they realize that there's nothing wrong with the way that they buy. 
it is this really nice, like you said, inclusive feeling that I get from my audience because we have this understanding, like, I don't expect you to do things that are outside of your personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And then I, I think a little bit of, you know, when I, I teach sales funnels and, and launch strategy, and I think a lot of the questions I get is how many emails is too many emails. And I, I, there, I know there's no magic number. I know that. Um, but what do you usually either recommend or use in your own launches? Yeah. You know, I customize it, um, based on my client or myself, right? So it depends if I am looking to close people into my mastermind, I send about seven emails because I offer for them to book a call with me, which is a rare thing. I don't often offer that to my list. So Mm -hmm. seven emails has worked well for me in closing the amount of people I want. And I've done that. I'm going into my fourth round of that. So I really tested that. Like I'm not just pulling. So for my audience, seven emails and offering to book a call works great. Um, and so you have to test these things with your own audience, um, for when I have like my membership launch, oh my gosh, there's at least 30 emails and it's a different experience though, because people are brand new to me and I'm asking Mm -hmm. them to buy from cart, not from talking to me. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's where things get more robust. Um, so I, I guess I would encourage people to first look at their strategy and then make that decision about how much they think they need to email their list. And also what is the biggest differentiator is like, how much are you allowing access to you or just asking them to buy from you without talking to you? Got it. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, with email, I know I, I've mentioned this a couple of times because I'm so obsessed with this tool that <laughs> you put out. Um, but I would love to talk about your, your freebie three X email open rates in three steps. Yeah. And these are specific so. script templates, which I nerd out on and I love. Yeah. That's really, um, my whole business now in terms of the membership is it's fill in the blank templates. And so, um, this freebie, I actually made a link for your audience. If they go to sagepolaris.com. Yeah, of course. Um, go to sagepolaris.com slash tech. They can grab it while we talk about it. Um, so the three X email open rates in three steps is three emails that you send to your list. And what I found is people, often start an email list and then they either ghost their list or (laughs) they have to take a break from it for whatever reason. And they're always nervous about re-engaging with their list. Mm -hmm. They're not sure what to say. Uh, So this totally solves that problem because the first email is you reconnecting with your email list and just saying hello to them and making, um, asking them for a little bit of information about what their needs are. So it, it primes you for making an offer. Um, but that first email is just connecting with them, um, and making it feel really, uh, like natural. I think that's the best way to describe it. So making that natural connection with them, uh, and then also doing a giveaway if you want to. Some audiences respond really well to giveaways, others don't, but it's nice like to ask them to write you back and also offer them something for that. Um, and then the second email is really starting to figure out if they still want to be on your email list. Um, because some people, it's good to release people from your email list. And I don't know that people talk about list scrubs enough. 
Um, but if someone hasn't opened my emails in the last 90 days and I send them that second email in the templates that we're talking about or the script, whichever one you want to call it, um, then it, it's just like, you know, no judgment. But if you went off my list, you can totally get off my list. If you want to stay, let me know and just hit reply to this email. Um, and that works really well for people. It's like, again, this feeling of you're not right or wrong, but just let me know what your decision is. Um, and then the third email is just like kind of a reminder, like, you know, I'm going to be removing you from my list if you're not responding. So let's, let's get clear with each other here. And, um, and then at the end of it all, what I love is when you release those people who aren't opening your emails, your open rates go up, but then, you know, you're talking to the people who want to hear from you. And that's like the best feeling because now you feel connected to your community again, whereas before you may not have. So that's really special. Yeah, I told you before we hit record, um, you made me some money with this freebie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. So it's so fun. I think there's some shame and some embarrassment in ghosted email lists that, you know, people have. And then they think, well, I don't know how to re-engage it's, you know, I'm just going to piss a lot of people off if I send them an email and it's been several months. It's like, no, you can, this strategy worked very well for my audience. And the responses I got probably more response than most of my emails get just because there was a very clear message in it. I, I used the giveaway strategy. I gave away strategy sessions and a lot of people loved that. Um, and then some people said, I'm not in business anymore. Can you please remove me from your list or, or they unsubscribed and that's okay too. You know, it's, it's not, it's not personal, (laughs) you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's people I've unsubscribed and resubscribed to their list. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then, you know, we also, we're paying for these people to live on our email lists through our email management systems, depending on how many subscribers. So, you know, it's important that your investments are strategic. And so if people don't want to be on the list, that is okay. But I, I share that quite often. I will go in and get a freebie and then time goes by and I don't find that it's the right fit, or I don't find that I'm going to, you know, invest or whatever. And I will unsubscribe. And then later there's something else and I'm back in, I am back in. That's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's fun. My little ones here. Give me one sec. All right. We're back in action. (laughs) We're back in action. I love it. Yeah. In the beginning of um, this chat, my dog was crying super loud (laughs) because this is his time to lay outside in the sun. And I was not taking him outside to lay in the sun. So he was my little fur kid. So all good. This is real life. Um, Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm going to make sure that we get all the links to everything in the show notes, especially the, the freebie and your upcoming course, uh, and your membership and all the good stuff. And because this is tech champagne, I do want to check in with you about a system that has really helped you in connecting with your clients and growing your business. Oh my goodness. I love this question. I am an evangelist of bomb bomb. So it's B O M B twice. And, uh, it's, if you're not, if, your audience is not familiar with it. I know you are, Lisa. Um, it's a way to send personalized videos to people through email and you record the video. You can record yourself or you can record your screen. 
And I even use it in my onboarding process. So once someone hires me, because I do work privately with a small handful of clients each year, um, and I'm sending them their intake forms, then I record myself going over their intake forms. And it's so fun because they feel VIP right away. Oh, that's genius. That is genius. That's very inspiring. Yeah, it's super fun. So that is definitely also something I use in launches. And, you know, it's nice, I guess a very specific strategy that I would love to share with your community that I love to do mm-hmm. is like right now I have people can get on the wait list for my Black Friday offer. And if I recognize certain names on the wait list, I might make them a personal video um, right when I put the offer out so that they can get excited about it coming, but also feel like, oh, Sage took the time to speak specifically to me and my business and why she wants me in her community. So that's also another way that I love to leverage it because you can see everybody who's clicking um, to join. And I feel like we don't leverage that information enough when we're doing launches to personalize it. Now, like at a certain point, you may not be able to do that in your business. Like things might get so big that you can't sit down and send personalized videos like that. Um, and if that's the case, you can still use bomb bomb in your emails to your whole list. And of course you can't address people individually, but you can address your community. <laughs> And I think they still love that. And it's so cool because BombBomb makes like a little gif of you and it says play, you know, like if it's a one minute video, it tells them how long the video is before they click it. So yeah, it's really special. I love that tool so much. So that's definitely my fave and changed everything in my business. Oh, I love, I used BombBomb. I think we were talking about this a while ago, years ago, and I've kind of gotten away from it. Um, but it was fun. It was really fun. And I remember I used it um, right before I was uh, going into planning an event. So I hosted, and I know you host events as well, or have hosted one recently um, for about a hundred women in online business. And so I used BombBomb to, you know, just kind of welcome them. I think it's a really big deal when people are traveling to something that you're hosting or, you know, that's a huge commitment, you know, energetically, financially, you know, you're having to make arrangements for everything in your life to, you know, spend time physically with people that you don't know. And so I really wanted to honor that and let them know from the very beginning that they are supported and I hear you and I see you. And so I think bomb bomb is, is really great for that. And Um, I know that you hosted an event. Can you share a little bit about that experience? Yeah, we did a hundred person event as well. It was in Niagara Falls. It was so magical because it was looking over the falls and it was just really special. It was service providers and course creators both. So there was definitely an opportunity for people in the room to not just learn, but also potentially support each other. And to this day, like I see them popping up. They, I know that these members who came didn't know each other before, but I see them doing Instagram lives together. I see them like still connecting with each other to this day. I think there's something really special about being in the room. Um, And our focus was really um, how to turn your business blocks into building blocks. So people who are really trying to figure out how to market themselves better and, you know, bomb bomb came, they were there, they had someone speak to our community about being more visible in your business. So that was fun. 
Um, and that was just like, we did really special things like, yes, there was the training, but also there was breath work. If uh, you decided to join the mastermind while you were there, because we, we definitely pitched from the stage. Um, we had like for everyone an integration rug where if you were sitting on this really large rug, it meant you just wanted to be quiet and you didn't want to speak and just kind of be inward with yourself. So yeah, that was really fun. Oh my gosh. That is genius because then you're, you know, allowing people to feel comfortable instead of putting them on the spot when totally, you know, if I'm in a super introvert mood, I don't want to have to announce that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. I know you can't just like (laughs) slap it on your forehead, but this is a more elegant way of doing it. (laughs) That's so funny. And then something, um, I do want to touch on here before we wrap up here in, in a few moments, but, um, something I heard on another podcast was that you had a name change a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. This is for you to share that. Yeah. So it came from a couple of places like spiritually. I was just feeling called. Um, I actually got my degree in the arts forever ago and I really admire other artists who claim their own identity. Right. So I'm into Banksy. I like Jay-Z like certain artists just, I really respect they've created their own brand and identity. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how like the majority of my business, I was known as a copywriter and I was kind of hiding behind my client's success, like I mentioned earlier. And I wanted to remove that platform. I felt like there was a bit of a pedestal that I had created where I thought my clients were um, able to do things that I wasn't able to do. So I chose to change my name because I knew that I would be seen in a different light, which is exactly what I wanted for myself and for others. And it was partially strategic because I knew also that people would want to interview me about it and ask why, because they had known me on Facebook as my previous name, which is Sarah. And then they saw me change my name and they're like, what's going on here? And I kind of changed it slowly for a while. I went by Sarah Sage and eventually I chose Sage Polaris and like went all in. Um, so yeah, it definitely caused a stir in a good way. (laughs) I love it. What a, what a brave thing to do. Thank you. It's funny. Like people often ask me like, what does your mom think of you changing your name? (laughs) She still calls me Sarah and you know, my other family members were kind of laughing at my expense, but I love them. They're allowed to do that. Uh, So like in my personal life, there's not that much difference, but professionally it made a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it's awesome. I admire you so much. Thank you. You are so welcome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Is there anything else that you feel called to share? No, I'm just excited for your community to grab that triple email open rates and re-engage with their list if they've ghosted. If you stay in touch with your list often, I'm still willing to wager you haven't scrubbed it in a long time. So I still recommend (laughs) grabbing it um, because it'll be an opportunity for you to clean off people who are not really engaging anymore. Um, and please feel welcome to apply to be in the beta filming of my next course, the color coded copy system. It's going to be so fun. It's my favorite thing that I do. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Yay. I, yeah, I'm going to dive into a lot of these things. I just, like I said, I find so much value in 
your free tool and, you know, in all the podcasts that I've heard you on, I learn. you know, we're always learning. That's the thing. It's, you know, online business is always evolving, always changing, and there's mm-hmm. always new people to connect with and new things to learn. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love what you do for, for your people as well, Lisa, the tech can be a headache and I know that you remove that for people and that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And where's the best uh, place for people to find you? Um, If they just go to sageflares.com slash tech, otherwise I have my website sageflares.com. Um, I'm active on Instagram and Facebook. As long as I'm not in the middle of a big launch, I actually connect with you on Instagram or Facebook. So feel free to write me in the DMs. I'm always down to chat. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. So thank you for putting time aside and, and being here for this fun chat. Oh, my pleasure, love. It was beautiful. <laughs> and you're just down the street. We were joking. You're in LA and I'm in Santa Barbara. So There will be a day where we actually get to meet in real life. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to Tech Champagne. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.